Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. This podcast is sponsored by Brick Johnson Coaching. Hey, I have some exciting news for all of my high-achieving women out there. That's right. I get the emails and DMs from you guys saying you wish you were my target market. I understand. We need great allies too. And we need allies with well-managed minds. Well, I've listened. So this offer is for you too, because it's a one-on-one offer. So if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, you're a woman of color or not, or an ally. If you're tired of feeling like you can't do more, I'm here to help. My one-on-one six-month coaching program is designed specifically for you. Together, we will work on strategies to help you manage your stress and help you achieve your goals. Because women quitting on their dreams is just not an option. This is what my six-month program can do for you. Instead of time management, we will uncover why you manage your time the way you are so that you can prioritize self-care, giving you more time to do the things you love. Are you struggling with imposter syndrome? Are you anxious with a chaotic mind? I get it. We target the root causes of imposter syndrome helping you gain the confidence and self-assurance to pursue your goals and succeed in your career and your personal life? Do you struggle with communication issues, difficulty expressing yourself effectively or asserting your needs professionally or personally? You'll learn to cultivate a positive relationship with yourself. We'll work on the why this issue is for you, why this is happening, helping you resolve the inner conflict so that you can easily take care of the external conflict with others. When it comes to communicating your needs, you don't need another communication class on how to resolve clients' issues. Once you uncover your hidden conditioning, you will have the skills to build stronger, more productive relationship with colleagues, clients, and ultimately leading to greater success and growth in your business and personal life. Listen, if you're a high-level woman ready to cultivate more meaningful and fulfilling relationships, both with yourself and others, and you take your business and professional growth seriously and you want to take it to the next level, you and your relationship with you and your brain is your greatest asset. My coaching program is perfect for you. You don't have to continue putting others first and neglecting your own needs and desires in the process. Because remember, you are your greatest asset. Let's work together to create a life that you enjoy of connection and success. If this interests you, reach out, book a breakthrough call at brickjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Again, brigjohnson.com forward slash breakthrough. Look forward to talking to you. Hey guys, 
I am truly excited. I have some really, really good, powerful podcasts. Like I've just been getting downloads. My sleep scores have been horrible on my aura ring and whoop and everything because like I have been getting downloads at three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm literally thinking I'm just going to put a pen and paper by my bed and just wake up and start writing. That's how much my brain is brimming with podcast topics, how I can personalize it, how I can help you guys. Because I think what it is, is like, I've been coaching you guys as high achieving black women for such a long time now, like I'm seeing even more common threads and I am so enjoying this, but I found a hidden treasure. Like y'all, this was a lost episode. It was supposed to come out about a year ago, probably maybe six months ago. Maybe I'm not that bad. And when it was time to, um, to upload it, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I didn't have the nerve to ask my guests to repeat it. I knew I would eventually find it. Well, guess what? I have found it. And if you want to listen to two Anies, two 50-year-old Black female coaches talk about the impact of coaching, how it has on them, what is the value of community when we as Black women support one another, how we need to do that, how it looks. And I think we just went the gamut as far as it was totally off cuff, no organization to it. And I think those are sometimes the best podcasts. There's gems in here hidden all the way through it. Listen as one of my clients, coach, friend, confidant, the gamut, Marlene McNally, talk about when she was a part of Deeply Rooted, which she still is, what the value of community is and what that experience was like. And if you're looking to have a place where you can come and be transformed to help you break through your success plateaus, because I know we as Black women, we had those plateaus and I have the formula. I promise you, I've been working on it and I am so excited about helping you break through to your next level. Let's get that and have a fulfilling life that looks as good and as successful as it is that feels that way. Anyway, this is a hidden found past episode from the archives that never went out. I just found it. So <laughs> bye. Hey guys, how y'all doing? I'm excited. You know, every time I say I'm excited, guess what? I have a guest and today is no different. I have the amazing <laughs> Marlene McNally. So I want her to introduce yourself to you guys, but I want you guys to literally go stop. If you're okay, I know some of y'all are walking because I know y'all do it on your walks. I know some of y'all do it in the shower, but if you can just get you a cup of tea because you're going to talk to and listen to the aunties as they talk. <laughs>
This is one of them kind. So anyway, we don't even have a real script, but we just want to talk about what it means to be deeply rooted as a Black woman from our perspective and just share. So Marlene, introduce Auntie, Auntie Marlene. I love that. I'm actually of that age where I, when my daughter's friends come around, they call me auntie. I say, I like, I like that. No, I love, there's this shirt that says, I'm that auntie. I'm like, yes, because I yeah. really am that auntie. <laughs> That's me. So yeah, um, Marlene McNally, I am a life and mindset coach. And I work with uh, women, people of color, black women. And we really work on the deep emotional blocks and mindset blocks, but really the emotional blocks that's getting in their way of really what I call like living their best life, whatever that may be. Yeah. So living the best life and not necessarily according to external criteria. Yes. Right. And one of the other things we work on is actually like defining, helping them to define, but also discern and what I call uncover what they want their best life to be. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a lot of work around what I call like the unconditioning, the unconditioning of what we're taught, we're supposed to want, we're supposed to have how we're supposed to live our lives, what success looks like. And especially for us Black women, you know, I just see so many of us, like, we're such doers. You know, I don't know any other group who has more certifications, more qualifications, more PhDs, and yet are walking around feeling not quite right. As if it's like, there must be more that they think they have to go get. And what we work on is like, no, there's no more. So good. That external stuff is not going to give you what you think. And yet that's what we were trained, definitely trained, conditioned to believe that that was going to be our saving grace. Yes. You know, I love everything about that. (laughs) It's work. It's work. It's work. It is. And it's like, I was listening to a podcast today and they were saying, do what you love to do that you would do for free and be so good at it that you can charge for it. And I'm like, that's exactly what I do. (laughs) I know. Isn't that amazing? Right. I just want to share, like the last time I saw you, we were in, we were in Miami together on your retreat. Yes, we did. Yeah, which was oh, y'all. We had so much fun. We had so much fun. I have been showing video clips to my friends, and they're like, their mouth is open. It's like you were where with who doing right? Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, one of the things that came up in the coaching, we were we. I think we started. Somebody was talking about like ancestors and are we our ancestors' wildest dreams? And y'all, if you're in with Brig, we talk about if you're coaching in Deeply Rooted, we go deep and we talk about all the things. And like one of the things that came up after I left, I was down in this like beautiful resort in Florida Keys and I was checking out and the woman who's coming to clean my room, like I was like saying something to her. She didn't understand me, like middle-aged black woman. Then it turned out that she was Haitian and she was speaking Creole. And I was like, ah, I hate it when I can't speak to my sisters. Mm -hmm. She was Creole. 
And as I looked her in the eyes, like, oh my gosh, she looked just like a young version of my grandmother. And I remembered like my grandmother used to work in Jamaica, like in the hotels on the North Coast. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly, it like not suddenly, it hit me. Like my grandmother wouldn't have had the dream that I would have been the guest in the hotel in such a high class resort. When I went to check out, the like duty manager was this gorgeous black woman. My grandmother for sure would have dreamed that I would just be like maybe the hotel manager or something senior. And it just dawned on me. It's like, yes, she didn't have the capacity to even dream that, no, 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 maybe I could own it or I would just be one of the many guests. Mm. Within her lifetime, that wasn't even, that wasn't possible. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, so, so good. Yeah, my grandmother was, my grandmother was an LVN, duh, that's because Mm -hmm. I became a nurse is one of the reasons why I became a nurse, because like, that's what my grandmother did. And I think my mother, she had so many dreams when she was younger, and she like, she was able to do them, but she was never able to do them the way she wanted to do them, because in her time, you like, you needed two incomes. So it was, your dream was to find the husband that could help you. Like that was the out, like to find the husband and the two of you guys could grind together and then you could make it work. So where my mother's, the capacity was like, you just find the good husband that supports you. And so for my daughters, they see that that's not even necessary. It's like, no, like people coming up to my daughters going, when you going to get married? And they like, huh, when? And they both are in long-term relationships, but like, they're like, married? Do I have to? Like, do I want to? But it's a choice, not I have to. Yeah. And there's the appreciation that I have when I look back at my parents or grandparents, like the necessity, you know, my mom was a nurse yeah, and my mom worked nights so she could be with the kids in the day. So my dad would work during the days that there was no other way. You know, you have six kids and you're an immigrant and you have to have and they wanted their own place to live because they wanted, you know, they wanted security, not to be a tenant where you were going to be moved on by landlords. Yeah. And that was a sacrifice that they made. But also, you know, I'm appreciative. I got some badass oh, yeah. and skills from my mom. Right. Really, seriously. seriously. Yeah. The resourcefulness of Black women, I just think is amazing. Like, the way we make a way out of no way and make a dinner out of nothing. Like mm-hmm. it is just amazing. The resourcefulness of it. But I want to ask you something. Cause I was thinking about this today. It's like, we have this resourcefulness mm-hmm. where we can DIY, we can make, like my mother could make my clothes and you would not know that it was not store-bought. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything, there is not a craft that I don't personally know how to do. Because I know how to macrame. Do y'all even know what macrame is? I know how to macrame, cruel. I know how to needlepoint. I know how to sew all of it. And I do none of it. (laughs) But it was from that resourcefulness, right? And I think, I think my question is, is sometimes I think that resourcefulness at this level now comes against us because in a sense of, Instead of maybe hiring a coach or getting help or buying a product, like I just bought a steamer (laughs) 
or mm-hmm. I have a rice cooker. You know what I mean? It's like buying something that will do it faster and better for you or getting help. We're still stuck on that resourcefulness and DIYing it. And I'm like, why would you DIY this? And it's like that resourceful when this comes against us. What do you have to say about that? No, totally. I've just read like my mantra for this year. It's like, it's okay to be supported. Yes. And I wrote it from the point of view of realizing that as I, I know I'm growing and I'm elevating and I'm stuck in that. I've got to do it myself. Yes. I'm totally stuck in what I call like hyper independence. Mm-hmm. instead of understanding the concept of like interdependence yes. where we get support and allow support and stuck in this kind of mind this it's almost like I'm in my world but yet I'm still living in the world of my parents my grandparents where times were tough and you had to be resourceful right. you had to do it yourself there was no extra money yes right <laughs> Right. You had to clean your own house because often you were cleaning other people's houses, too, as a way just to survive. Right. That level. Right. And we've grown and we've got, you know, we've got income qualifications and that part. There's so many areas where we. Like literally haven't allowed ourselves to be supported. Yes. To see that actually I have resources, you know, is my time best spent? Go cleaning, go, you know, what, what my husband would say, go chopping the firewood and all of that stuff. Right. Yes. right? Or is that better resource to someone else while I use my beautiful mind to create? Yes. That supports me and supports them and will help support like other people too. Yeah. And like, listen, I understand like there's different levels to this because yeah. if I didn't have the money, I get it. Like, I don't want anybody going must be nice like that part of because I understand that part, too. When I was in anesthesia school and living on six thousand with three kids, I couldn't do anything. But there is a time where we can make that switch of. Like, is it better for me to like get up in the morning, go do a clean up my house, spend two hours cleaning up my house? go shopping and everything and then work or I have a housekeeper who does it. My housekeeper, they are amazing. And I order Instacart. Everybody's like, must be nice. I'm like, no, I order Instacart. (laughs) Like I do. I'm not going to the grocery store because I would rather record a podcast or read a book so that I can have a concept to help my clients on than go to the grocery store. And I've provided income for someone else who has that time, who wants a side hustle to do it. I just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done that, you know, for a while. Occasionally I will go to the market because I just, I find it fun. Maybe once yeah, a month, yeah, maybe yeah. every month. Mm-hmm. But there was something more about like the first time, I remember the first time I got like support, support mm. and I got a coach and it was a language coach actually, because the job that I was doing required me to have like three, three languages. And I only had English and Russian and I needed to have French and Spanish. So managed to get through exams and did French all by myself. And it was a struggle. And somebody said to me, it's like, why don't you just hire someone to give you the extra support you need to get through the exams? And I'm like, isn't that cheating? 
like, so I was going to these classes and like trying to do it by myself. And that was the best money that I spent, like, you know, getting a one-to-one coach to coach me through not just even the language stuff. Some of it was like the psychological blocks that I had to get through. And when I think about it, it was the best money that I ever spent. I don't know how much it was. It wasn't that much, maybe 2000 max. But what that gave me was the possibility to have like an indefinite contract with the European Union that I was working for, which would have meant like, you know, annual income of probably 150 to 200,000 a year because it included school fees, it included housing, plus pension. So when you think about it long term, if I hadn't have done that, I would have been out. I wouldn't have kept my job. And it took me a while to actually understand the math and the investment aspect of it. Yes. I think we get it for our kids. Like oh, if, yeah. if our kids need it, like I think I was thinking about resourcefulness and investing when you were talking about that. It was like, I paid for Kumon for my kids. Mm-hmm. Like they went for years. I paid for private tutors. I paid for private training, skills training. Most people know my all three of my kids played basketball. I paid for private voice lessons for my daughter. She got a vocal scholarship to school. My son got a a educational scholarship and my daughter got a basketball scholarship. But when it came to me, it was like, oh my God, investing in me? It's just this point where it's like, I can't invest in me. And I'm like, who is the one that's going to like help the family? But if I invest in me, like, why wouldn't I? We don't consider ourselves. Here's the thing. I don't think we realize how big an asset we are. Like we are the asset. That's it. Right. Because the world discounts us. Right. And we're just like, this is our role. But we really don't value the impact of our role and the value of it. Yeah. It'd be like, you know, you have your house, you see your house, maybe some people as an asset, or if you invest in property, it's an asset. And you know that you've got to keep, you know, you've got to upkeep, you've got to make sure things are fixed, you have to upgrade. And we will put money there. Yeah. We don't realize that, oh, no, 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 I am the original asset. Like I am the asset before that. And therefore, how do I need to keep evolving and upgrading and what is the support that I need? And be that like a life coach, a financial coach, does it mean I need someone to help me uh, housekeeping, bookkeeping, laundry, all the things? Yes. Yes. All of it. So good. Because we're like, we really like support the man or our spouse or our significant other, whoever it is, like in their business. And we're the wind beneath their wings. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're giving everything to our kids. But we forget the value is like the common denominator is us for so many of us. And that's why your program Mm -hmm. deeply rooted. Yeah, yeah, that's why I joined, actually. If I think about it, I have been in lots of different spaces, Mm. coaching spaces, and some of them were brilliant. I learned a lot. And yet, probably from 2020 onwards, or maybe even before that, I was realizing, ah, something's missing. Mm-hmm. Like something is missing. And it just became clearer and clearer for me that when we get together as a group of Black women, yes, 
there is one, there's a greater element of safety that we experience. And if you don't feel safe in a space, truly that you can just be, mm-hmm. right, without explaining yourself. I think what ha- you know, we all have nervous systems. One, we can't fully participate. Mm-hmm. And the other side of that is that we can't fully receive what's being offered. Yeah. Because like we're like part of us, like we're kind of like on guard or we show up in a way that we're not completely honest and open with what's going on with us because of all sorts of fears of being judged. They're not going to get it. You know, as a black woman, like I'm not, I don't want to say this thing in this particular arena. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's like that. I always said, like, it's that thing of like, we can't really show up messy because they're going to think like we're going to bring down the race, right? Like, I can't show up and really show, like, oh, they do that. Oh, your house is a mess and they're going to judge me. There's that thing of us as Black women wanting to hold up the stereotypes. So I was like, let's just remove that. <laughs> we just Black women. We know there's no stereotype to uphold, but yet we could. I just wanted us to have a place for mask off, just be who we are. If we can just do that one place. And yet I'd say, even though that space was created, for me personally, it took a while to take the mask off. Mm. Like there's layers of masks, right? There's layers of masks. Yeah, And just because we're together, it doesn't mean that we automatically start behaving different immediately. It takes yeah. a while to, to realize that we're masking. Masking isn't always obvious. No, it's not at all. I think I remember the time where you were like, oh, there was a couple of times I can see where, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to tell you what I saw. And that was the time where we were talking about the shame of the Jamaican heritage, like oh, the, yeah. the shaming thing. And there was a conversation that was going on that it was like, oh, that's just not me. And like, oh, that's what it is. And there was this dialogue that was yes. beautiful to watch about like the Caribbean shaming part of the culture and how it affected you. And it was amazing to see. It was. I, I didn't realize that. I thought I just had a crazy mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's like, God, my mom was like that. And then when, like, in the group, I think it started, like, you know, we were in the group, then we, we moved it, like, online. And it just dropped. It's like, damn, you too? Yeah. But it really was, and is, still is, like part of the soup that we grow in, part of the culture. Yeah. And seeing it, like literally I saw it for the very first time. I knew, you know, like, you know, no, you know, then you know, and then it drops down in your body. It's like, oh. I know. (laughs) I get it. I I get it. Yeah. I think that's the value of the group and the container is, I think it expedites, it because you see the conditioning so much faster because you can see it in others. Like, it's like, oh, this is my conditioning. This isn't just me. There isn't something wrong with me. And it's like, you see it and you're hearing other people's stories. I would always get DMs after our calls from people going, she was saying what was in my brain. 
it's amazing to be in a container where I finally hear my thoughts in my language, in my way, right? Like, I don't have to like, okay, that's what that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, there isn't a jump. Like we're used to jumping, like we hear it and then we're used to making a jump and applying it, but there was no jumping needed. I think it's not only that there's no jumping needed. I'm, I'm just going back to Miami and everyone in that room that got coached and it didn't matter that they were like 30 years younger than me or 20 years older. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, as they spoke and as you spoke to them, there was a different level of resonance inside of me. Yeah. It was just like, woo, there's like the coaching was resonating within me in a way that it it doesn't like hearing. The, it's like the voice that I'm hearing either the problem in and the answer is in a tone that my internal self, soul self, can respond to yeah. as something that, like, no, sit up, listen, it's you too, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, you know, I don't know, white male, white female, where we can do, oh, that maybe not apply to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, but this doesn't apply to me. But if you know, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, there's no exit door. It's like, oh, <laughs> and I like that for us too. It's like, no, because I know for me, there was always this escape of, well, she don't get it because she didn't have my lived experience. Like, yes. it was like, mm, no, mm-mm, we're taking that away. Now, what? Uh, yeah, I love that too. And it's like to receive it, but yet resonate with it in a loving way because it's not. It was, it's never delivered in a get your shit together kind of way. It's always from a, I understand, I get it kind of way. If I don't say anything more than anything else is I always say I get it because I want Black women to understand they're not alone. They're not crazy and nothing's wrong with them. I get it. <laughs> okay. So that's the other important aspect of working with you and with the other women in Deeply Rooted it really isn't that get your shit together type of energy. It's not like we're going to sort out your mindset so you can get your shit together and go out and keep doing things in the way that we've always done it. It's an environment that is, I'd say it's like, it's very compassionate and loving and nurturing and still has our high expectations for us. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think as Black women, I think that's something that I know for me, and I'll just speak for myself, that was lacking. Even like throughout my childhood, I would say, and even adulthood, having that kind of really nurturing force that has high expectations for you, but it's not the the aggressive push, push, push you have to, because if you don't, everything is going to collapse or Mm -hmm. that sort of not coming from that heavy for my family, like a lot of like survival type energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not trying to go back into survival. It's more of thriving. Like we want to thrive, (laughs) right? And there's something else about the level of women that are in there. They are high achievers. Like Mm -hmm. when you listen to you know, the resumes or what some of these women have done. I'm I'm sitting there and like, dang, really? Right? I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm just like, 
That's why I am when I'm reading the applications. They're like, can you help me? I'm like, oh, honey, I'm the such and such and such and such. I am the head of da-da-da. I'm like, oh, come on. Because I know whenever they're like leading head or like the only, I'm like, yeah, come, come, please come. Mm. Or the first, because I know that burden. And I'm like, oh, yes, please come. Yeah, Yeah, come because it can be a lonely place upstairs. So lonely, right? So and lonely. yet, when you're in deeply rooted, you realize, oh, it's not actually a truth. We're not actually alone. Like the when as the community grows, and you're like, oh, there are way more of us than we realize. Yeah. And when we come together, that gives us another level of, you know, a sense of who we are, what we can be, plus that kind of additional support of just knowing it's like, okay. Yeah. I love that. So you were in it when I first did it. And mm-hmm. I think it was because of your cohort, because of that, that get your shit together and like that angst. We do do three epic projects, right? Like the epic shit thing, right? And the reason why I do that is because I want us to like stretch out of our comfort zone so that we can see all the shit that comes up. It really is a beautiful way of doing it, but it's not in the get your shit together thing. It's like in compassion. But one of the things I realized is six months, I just felt like it blended to this get your shit together. And that's why I was like, no, I want us to be able to take our time and grow. Like we study and learn as Black women everything. We know the tendencies of our coworkers. We know the tendencies of our kids. We know the tendencies of our spouses. We know the tendencies of the world. We know what countries to go through at night. And we know what countries not to drive through at night on a dark road. Like we know the tendencies of everybody but ourselves. We have studied everybody. We have a PhD in everything but ourselves. And I didn't want, like I saw and I was like, no, I want this to be a luxurious time. And so I changed it from six months to a year. What do you think about that? I think it was genius. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Please <laughs> you know, I and I was in the first cohort mm-hmm. and it was, I came in with, I think also a little bit of the energy, like, yeah, I'm going to get my shit together right. and I'm going to do something epic. Mm-hmm. And I remember very clearly, I was just so tired. And yet I was ignoring every signal in my body. And I was doing my classic, like, we're just going to push through. I'm going to ignore what's going on. And week after week, I'd show up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to push through. And I'd listen to other people. And, you know, some people were wanting to do bigger things. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Akila, maybe somebody who said, my epic shake is just to rest. Yes. And I was like, what? 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 (laughs) Yeah. We don't have to, like, something for us could be that's epic, could be doing the exact opposite of what we're always doing, which is, like, truly, truly resting. Yes. And it took me a while to listen, to really start hearing my body. And one of the things that's brilliant that you do is like, you know, we sort of monitor our sleep and we're looking at our heart rate variability. 
And mine was just plummeting, plummeting. And I was doing my usual ignoring, ignoring. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you have that data there, you can't ignore it. That's why I do yes. it. I'm like, but what's the data saying? <laughs> yes. Right. It's like, because if we go by how we feel, if we're so used to being in third gear, it feels mm-hmm. funny. Like, it's like, that's normal to us. Right. But yes. that's may not be what your body needs. No. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while and I did go to like high level ignoring. It's like, no, <laughs> until I realized like, oh, this is the pattern. This is the pattern. This is my work. Yeah. Like listening to my body, like getting the rest, but not only rest, it's like what else could be up that is not a thought issue. It's not a mindset issue. And in the end, it's like, okay, maybe you want to like check out all of your hormones and there were medical things that needed addressing, that needed attending to. Mm-hmm. And there was no amount of like, I'm going to take the weekend off or I'm going to have a two week holiday. It wasn't working. Yeah. And it really got me thinking like, oh, this is not new. Although the hormone thing is newer. It's like, no, this is a pattern that I have been doing for decades. Like we, I push through, I ignore physical symptoms I may even ignore like mental you know signals Mm -hmm. and being a coach has not necessarily helped that I think I've in for a long time I've used it against myself I could like coach my way Mm -hmm. into doing stuff when I really should have just been like you know taking my foot off the gas yeah so good and that takes time to realize that we're in that patterning you know looking at the patterns unwinding the pattern yeah. And I think that's why I was like, no, it it just like it. I want it to be a year. I want it to be. And that's when I went from changing some of the process to the emphasis is to like stress recovery, because like I want us to do epic shit, but we can't do it until we learn how to recover. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's because we just can't keep pounding on. And like maybe we don't have to work as hard to do epic shit as we think if we're fully recovered because we have access to our brain more. Go ahead. We have access to our brain more, but we also become, when you're less tired, ironically, you become more resourceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're less tired, ironically, you actually start thinking differently. Like, oh, maybe I can get support. So right. That- <laughs> right? Yeah. You'd kind of think if you were so tired, you'd get the support. But ironically, when you're in that level of exhaustion, and that could be decades worth, mm-hmm. and exhaustion that just we're born into a level of tiredness, you know, mm-hmm. it means we don't, we actually don't have full access to our full capacity of our brain and to think outside of the usual. Yes. Love so the, the iron is like when the more, you know, giving ourselves time to unwind, to decondition, to sort of like, you know, be in touch with our emotions and with our bodies. That has a like a systemic impact on a, the whole of us. Yeah. And has us shift in so many things externally. Yeah. And I love that we have a container to do that in and like to like downregulate our nervous system or whatever you want to call it, because you know how they say like we are the average of the people that we hang around with, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to say that 
we, our nervous system regulates to the five average people that we hang around with. So putting ourselves in a container where it is regulated at a completely different, because if not, if we try to do this work and we're out here by ourselves, it's like, it's harder because there's like, everybody else is like, and you're thinking you're the oddball. But when you go into a container where other people are doing this work at the same level, then it's like, oh, this is normal. And so now you have a place for your nervous system to regulate too. And it's like, oh, this is normal. And you can normalize the ups and the downs in all of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and there's something about, I'm going to go to, to the Redwoods. Let's talk about nature. Go to the Redwoods. Go to Let's it. Let's talk about nature. So there's that is one thing I would say to anyone that's listening, we need to spend more time in nature because nature has so much. So much. It's healing, it's medicine, you know, fresh air, putting our feet on the earth or in the ocean. Yeah. And so um, a couple of weeks ago, I was in like Northern California and like spent like four days in this like, you know, beautiful, actually it was really basic spa, like in the woods. It just really basic built in the 1940s, but like hot springs. And it was like by this really beautiful, like coastal redwoods grove. Mm. And I was like, okay, I like nature. I like trees. I love hiking. But this, it, like the redwoods blew my mind. One, they are just majestic, right? Majestic, like 300 to 400 feet. And then they started like looking at how they were growing. Like they grow in like, they call them like cathedrals. So they're like, they're in these rings. Mm-hmm. Or they call them fairy rings or cathedrals. And when you understand they're 300 foot to 400 foot tall, but their roots are only six to 12 feet deep. It's like, hang on a second. How is that standing? Right. Because they have like shallow roots compared to everybody, every other tree. But they're the tallest trees, right? They're the tallest trees. And, I, and my friend who was like, I'm renaming you. You didn't know it, but you're a Redwood. Like, we're going to call you like, you know, Redwood Star. And I was like, okay, I don't mind that. But what I learn is because they have these really wide roots that go out mm-hmm. and their roots intertwine with the trees around them. So they create like a community mm. and they share resources. And because they're sharing resources, they can grow strong and they can grow tall and reach heights that other trees can't. And I'm like, oh, deeply rooted. It's like, oh, okay. This is what we need as Black women, right? That sense, and what you're creating is that community, shared resources, resourcefulness, you know, like that when we are in community, we can actually grow at our individual rate, because they're not all grown at the same time. We grow at our individual rate, but we're being supported. We're supporting each other to reach like untold heights. Yes. Totally, totally. Because we're never supposed to do it alone. No, we never were. Our DNA is for community. I think for us as Black women, it's to find that community where we can acknowledge all parts of us. Like that's the key for us. It's like all parts of us, the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of it. And feel safe. And feel safe. And to move away from, I think, this very kind of individualistic culture that we're, we've kind of imbibed. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because it's become so individualistic, we're thinking like, well, there's something wrong with me because I'm not making it. 
Right. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not supposed to be individualistic. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be supportive. There is supposed to be interdependence. Yes. So good. I always talk about that because, and you know this too, like the most critical point of a trauma is when you tell your story. Mm-hmm. Like that time where you tell your story and do people hear you? And for us, we would tell our story and we would be shunned for telling our story, right? Because you can't like, don't air out your dirty laundry, right? Whatever the story is, right? Or you would tell your story and you would be told you were being too sensitive or irrational, right? Or you're making things up. So to finally have a place where we can tell our story and we are heard, is amazing. And even if that's all it is, is I tell my story and for once people hear me and understand me, they don't even have to give me the answers because I have the answers. I'm just supported as I process it. Yeah. It's like the word thing that just came up to me then. It's like, oh, it becomes like a healing circle. And that's not what you set out to do. No. no. That's one of the, like that value added, you know, to be able to say anything and not, Yeah, here's the Jamaican in me, right? Not be shamed for it. Yes, right? Yeah. Because we have those circles where like we have to come in dressed to the nines and I have the car and like all of that. We have those circles as Black women. I wanted us to have a circle where we can like, no, my shit, it stank. (laughs) And it's okay. And I'm going to do X, Y, Z. It's like, we think shit stank means I can't do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, no, (laughs) both can coexist. Right. Well, both have to coexist. Yes. And that is like getting back to accepting ourselves as human, like bringing back our humanity. Because yes. we've always, you know, and I do rail against like, no, I'm not superwoman. You know, I don't have any magical powers. I'm not some magical black woman. Like I'm just, I'm just a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't assign anything magical to me because then it goes against me. It it means that I'm not allowed to have, as you say, like have my shitty stuff to, you know, I'm not allowed to fail. I'm not allowed to be infallible. I'm not allowed to have mental health issues and to be tired. Mm-hmm. I'm rejecting all of that. I can have all of those things, get support from it. And, and they're like, it's the ants, isn't it? And have an amazing life and keep evolving. Yeah. So good. So good. So what would you say to the woman who's not a coach, who's just listening to this on her ride to work and she is that high achieving woman? Why would you think she should join? Why would you tell her to join since you are a former participant? Still, (laughs) Right. Um, For me, it's it's a no brainer. Like I can't imagine now not being in a community where I'm heard, like where I can get support. And the support doesn't mean that I'm weak. Getting support is a sign of you actually coming to the realization of how powerful you are. Mm, I love that. Say that again. Getting support. (laughs) We only get support when we come to the realization of how powerful we truly are. Yes. And those that you know, when we see people like who are out in the world doing amazing things, like amazing, 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 and making huge money, and this doesn't have to be a money, do not fool yourselves that they are doing it by themselves. They have support, yeah. housekeeping, children, health, yes, 
cooks, yes, life coaches, finance, they have a yes. team. Yeah. Like I was reading, I think I read the book by Russell Wilson's coach. I can't remember the name, but Russell Wilson is the quarterback for, I don't know who he's quarterbacking for now, but he's, he's married to uh, Sierra. Right. And like, he has his mindset coach. He has a mindset coach. He has an athletic coach. He has a nutrition coach, Mm -hmm. like just for him. Like we're not talking about the help for the kids or anything. And his mindset coach gives him things to think about on his mind. Like daily, they're like, this is what we're going to do. This is your program. He sets up the routine for him. His nutrition coach, all of them collaborate because it's like, is he stressed? He has a strength and conditioning coach separate from what the the football thing too. So it's like, it kind of goes in hand with what you're saying is when you get support, it's because you realize there's greatness to mm-hmm. you and you need help doing it because you cannot grow that high as a coastal redwood without interlocking. Like you just can't. I love that. Um, and also it's fun. Listen, it's <laughs> community. There's also community. You can make great friends. There's great networking. I, I see it as a network in that community sense, not because it's like a business network. No. And there is something, yeah, there's something just very deeply connecting, like being in a room of other people that, look like you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and are achieving at that level and want to go places. And I always think that, I just think it's a matter of time, actually, that people who are doing well, and if somebody says like, who's your coach and you don't have one, they're going to like, are you serious? Like you don't have a coach? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's up? (laughs) Totally. Yeah, I really do. I think so. Because it's, to normalize, like, no, I get to have help and resource. It is imperative for me to be a well-resourced woman. Like, I can't do it by myself. I'm not even trying anymore. Like, no. Like, why should you? No. But that's like getting over that resourcefulness that we use against ourselves. And the way we're educated, it's like, you go do that paper by yourself. Yeah, yeah. that was okay for school, but in what I call the real world and then the big world and the the world when you're wanting to create structures that are tall, you know, that are going places. It's not realistic to even expect that of you. And we can't see our own shit. Basically, we cannot. I can't even see my own shit. I have a, I have a coach. Like I can't, and I coach you guys and I'm like, coach your faces off and can coach you all day for eight and 10 hours. And I have a coach because I go to my coach going, huh? And she said, that's a thought. I'm like, no, it's not. It's the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's true. People think that coaches have their shit together. But listen, best coaches, I have a coach. We have coaches. Yeah, totally. We have coaches because we cannot see our blind spots. We yeah. cannot. Yeah. I was thinking about it. It's like there is a difference. There's a mindset shift from surviving to thriving. And the surviving is the DIY type thing. And it's like, I'm going to figure it out. Because one of the common things is like, I hear people and I'm all, I'm around now and I'm listening and I hear people going, why would I do that? I can do that by myself. Why would I pay for that? I can do like that kind of thing. Like that's the survival thought process. Like I do, I have someone come to wash my car. They come to my house to wash my car. Like I want a clean car 
And I'm like, yeah, they come to my house and wash my car. People are like, why would you do that? I can do it by myself. Of course I can, but I am doing it while I'm working and taking care of my clients. And like, if we think about it, it's like, it's an investment. It's like, do you need to? Like you were saying, is your time best spent Mm -hmm. doing that? And when you see your value of your brain, then you'll realize that. But for so many of us, we don't see our value. And if you did, you would get the support because you would like, oh no, because there is so much more in my brain that can't come out because it is, I'm thinking about what my husband said, what my boss said, what the other people said. That's what the life coaching does. Or I'm thinking something's crazy with me and I don't know what's wrong. That's what the community brings, right? And just having the resources to do it. I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, you know, I just had this like the sense of like having a life coach and being in the group. It's like having your very own personal declutterer, right? <laughs> like, but decluttering the shit that's in our brain that's taken up space which yes. means we can't occupy all of us. And yes. then it means we can't literally create what we really want to and what we're capable of. Because if all those rooms up in our brain are full of mess and other people's mm-hmm. thoughts and worries and things we've got from, I don't know, our parents, from the church, from the patriarchy, from white supremacy, like that's all valuable brain space that could be used for creating something, as you say, like epic in the world. Yeah. I just really do believe like it's, and I say it and I will continue to say it. It's not a capability problem. If you're listening to this and you have a dream, it's not a capability problem. It's a capacity problem. And what we can do as Black women is expand our capacity. And that means decluttering our brain and getting support, right? And like some of the capacity is shrunk by the boxes that our culture puts us in. We just Mm -hmm. need to expand the box and the capacity. There is no box. Get rid of the box and expand our capacity. It's not whether or not you're capable of, but we spend so much time making shit mean that we're not capable. That's not what it means. It just means we need to expand our capacity. That's what Deeply Rooted does through the sharing, through everything. Yeah. Yeah, And through some deep, amazing coaching. Like Brig, you, yeah, she goes there. (laughs) Nothing like, I mean, I love you. I do. I must say, I I love you. Because nothing slips past past you. (laughs) <laughs> even though I may not even say it, but I may say it like three weeks later, you know, my time such and such. Cause I'm yeah. like, I can't like, I'm really cognizant too of our capacity in the coaching container. Cause I know coaches are like over, but like, no, like, let me let you dissect on that one thing. That's why it's a year. I don't even have to rush the process. Right. It's like, yep. I, I can see it. And I'm like, Hmm. But now we're going to work on this right now. And I'll put this on a back burner. (laughs) But what I love about, for me, the process, for me, and get coached on one thing, and you'll ask me that one question, and I'll answer. And I know, like, recently, I was answering that question for, for two whole weeks. I was, like, walking around, and it was coming up, and I was, like, going, like, on my own as I'm walking through the forest. It's like, damn, what is that? And aren't, you know, just going deeper and deeper. Cause like once you get that thread or you understand that, oh, that's not factual. Right. 
And yeah. we we put like I was like, we have amazing brains, you know, us like, you know, when we're smart, like in this container, we're smart. So it's it's like notice how we can actually use our smarts in service of us. So like, you know, like I love the way Briggs starts off and she'll question, then my brain just goes on by itself. All right, mm-hmm. let's take that a level deeper. What else could it mean? It's like, and I'm walking around, I'm like, damn, I didn't see that. Damn, really? That too? So good, right? But that's when it's a co-creation. It's like, like it's not just me and it's a community. Not even that, but like you sharing whatever that is in like our Slack channel or whatever, someone else is like, oh my God, I didn't see it that way. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't see it that way, right? Like it's all of us. I love it. It's all of us. And there's something about also, there are women of different generations in there. Yeah. Like that, what I call the younger generation. I can say that because I'm like, like almost closer to 60 than whatever. And I was like, wow, they don't have some of the conditioning that we have. And I see how that shows up in their lives and what they give themselves permission to do. Yes. And so that we can see that, oh, it really is a conditioning issue. Yeah. I think what I love about the container is like whatever it is that there's an example of possibility in all of it. If it's like, it's my money mindset. Nope. There's someone that is 21 killing it. And you're like, oh, wait, no, that's not it. Oh, I'm too old. Nope. There's someone that is 74 killing it right? Like whatever it is, it's like, oh, it's because I'm this. Nope. There's someone, there's an example of possibility and they look like you. So it's, there's not even the back door of, well, they don't have my shared experience. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, right. And we can draw from that. I love that. I love that. And I made a commitment to myself a couple of years ago. Like if I can buy black, I'm buying black. Mm. Yeah. Yes. There's something about keeping money within our community. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the, the economics and statistics, the money comes out of our community the quickest. Yes. No changing of hands. <laughs> no changing of hands. And yeah. I think that is an important, for me, that's an important part of it. Mm-hmm. And the more that we grow, there are more opportunities for us to spend money with each other. Yes, yes. I recently made a change from business coaching, not because my business coach wasn't amazing. She is, she is truly amazing. But I went with someone who looked like me for that very reason, because I I wanted to be that example of like, no, we can, even in the coaching industry, we can, if you find someone that meets that and like, is good, like, yeah. Why not? And most of the things I try to do, I try to find a Black woman that does it. Like, please find me somebody, right? (laughs) So yeah, I love that we can do that and we can have more examples and share our money within our community too. Yeah, that's that interconnectedness. That's that uh, sharing of resources. That's how I think that we can sort of like, you know, really sort of help each other to grow. And that's okay. That's, you know, and that's additional safety that we never had before. Yeah. No. We're living in different times. And I'm not, you know, in the past, it wasn't always possible. It really wasn't. 
Yeah. And expect the community at large to like say some things like, oh, you doing that? Yeah, I am. But because we're living in a different time right now, also completely. Anything we left out, like anything that surprised you, any aha takeaways? We just kind of. Yes. I didn't realize how many of us withhold love from ourselves in all sorts of ways. Yes. That's a big one. Yeah. I'm getting ready to do a a podcast on holding pride hostage. Like we hold things hostage away from us and we do hostage negotiations. Yes. Right? Like why? Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. I didn't realize how much I do it. I've seen it in others. I was like, damn. It's that conditioned... We put so many conditions on ourselves and on others who are trying to love us even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I love that. Love that for you. Yes. So that's right. the other thing too. So think about, you know, anyone that's like on the fence, you know, if you were really truly being loving to yourself, mm-hmm. would you get support? Yeah. Is that the most loving thing that you can do for yourself? Ask the question, then do it. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you. You, Miss Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to the aunties. (laughs) Uh, Marlene, tell them how to get in contact with you because, hey, they may want to hire you as a coach. Yeah, um, oh, you can great. find me on, yeah, easy, MarleneMcNally.com. Mm-hmm. There you go. In Instagram the other way, McNally Marlene. That's it. Okay, Very spell simple. McNally for them so they know. M-C-N-A-L-L-Y. There you go. All right, guys. Bye. I'll get you later. Bye. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast where I have a personal invitation? I want to spend time with you, coach you, talk about the issues that are affecting you. We do this in a community we call the Melanin Hour, created just for us high achieving Black women. You can register at brickjohnson.com forward slash coaching. And don't forget, Deeply Rooted is where we put all this shit together. We immerse ourselves And we master this. Six months, you, me, and a bunch of women that look like you and got a little melanin in them. (laughs) That's Deeply Rooted. You can register for the wait list at brickjohnson.com forward slash group. Hope to see you there. Bye.